everyone. Thanks for tuning in today and welcome to our podcast, Another Day, Another Anthropologist. My name is Megan and this is Joanna and Julie. Today we're going to be talking about the different ideas and beliefs of a world-renowned medical anthropologist, Dr. Arthur Kleinman. Today we'll be focusing on some of his work throughout his career that has made fundamental con contributions to medical anthropology, like the introduction of morality in medicine, the illness narrative, his theory of explanatory models, and the importance of caregiving. Let's start off with a little background of who Arthur Kleiman is. He was born on March 1st, 1941 in New York City. He is a graduate from Stanford University and Stanford Medical School with a master's degree in social anthropology. He's not only a distinguished anthropologist, but also a professor at Harvard Medical School. He's a physician, psychiatrist, and a leading figure in various fields, including global health, social medicine, and cross-cultural studies. He's authored seven books, published hundreds of articles, and has worked alongside other researchers in the field of mental health and cross-cultural psychiatry. Much of his fieldwork was conducted particularly on Chinese and East Asian, Asian culture, which influenced how he viewed health, medicine, and healing, and he looked for ways to integrate and improve what he believed was missing in the medical system. His long-term fieldwork research and theories introduced the element of culture and health systems, and he developed models of care and how people understand and experience concepts like illness and disease. Now that you have an idea of who Arthur Kleiman is, let's dive deeper into some of his ideas and beliefs. The concept of morality is a philosophy that often shows up throughout Kleiman's work, especially in understanding how human beings perceive the body and confront illness and medicine and healing. In his book, What Really Matters, he describes moral life as an individual and shared experience that is shaped by how people respond to danger and uncertainty, especially in terms of their health. To better understand this idea, I'll describe how Arthur Kleiman defines illness as mentioned in his book, The Illness Narrative. He views illness as the human experience of symptoms and suffering and refers to how the sick person, family members, or social network perceive, live with, and respond to symptoms. This is different from disease, which Kleiman describes as a problem seen through theoretical lens of the practitioner in terms of a biomedical model. The third term sickness is defined as the understanding of a disorder in its generic sense across the population in relation to macrosocial forces. An example of what occurs when all these elements collide for an individual and those around them are reflected in Kleiman's book, What Really Matters. In his book, Kleiman shares personal stories of patients he treated and studied throughout his career. A story that stood out to me is the story of Sally Williams, a 50-year-old recovered drug addict that was diagnosed with AIDS. Sally views her illness as having its ups and downs throughout her life, but overall believes that it changed her life for the best and provided a sense of purpose for her and her family. She believes her diagnosis and history of drug abuse is one that affects mainly poor and people of color. She's describing her condition in a positive way, which helped her cope and make sense of her illness. Arthur Kleiman's philosophy has helped introduce the concept of moral experience in medicine. And now Megan with the explanatory model. Thanks Joanna for the background and explaining who Arthur Kleiman is and why his contributions are worth talking about. I'm going to switch gears a little bit and explain why his creation of the explanatory model is so crucial in healthcare today. The explanatory model is a way to explain the patient's beliefs about their illness and outlines expectations on the relationship between them and their care provider, who's most commonly a doctor or a nurse, etc. This format of questioning helps the care be more patient-centered and also culturally inclusive. 
Kleinman proposed that instead of just asking patients, where does it hurt? How do you think the illness started? The physicians should focus on expanding the patient's answers to why, when, how, and what happens. There are many different medical systems besides our own Western biomedical format. The explanatory model is a set of questions that guides the patient through talking about what they believe about their illness. These questions have been used in many different scenarios to understand relationships and causes of illness more clearly. For example, the explanatory model questions begin with asking the patient, what do you think caused your problem? Why do you think it started when it did? And what do you think your sickness does to you? Kleinman formatted these questions to get a little bit deeper into the patient-provider relationship. The questions continue with how severe is your sickness, do you think it will last a long time, and do you think it will get better? This truly switches gears and puts the power into the patient's point of view. The final questions of the explanatory model conclude with what the patient fears the most about their sickness, what kind of treatment they think they should receive, and what are the most important results they hope to get from treatment. This just opens the mind completely in the medical system and gives patients the option to reflect more about their current situation. The explanatory model can be applied to many different situations in the healthcare setting and also about different topics in our society. For example, today I'm going to be talking about just one application of the explanatory model and how it's used to explore the topic of youth violence in our communities. There were 11 cases studied, including the children's parents and also the caregivers. The explanatory model was different for the children and for the parents and also for the caregivers. The purpose of using this methodology was to understand the cognitive process of the violent individual and discover different ways to treat it and the links between them. It's of the utmost importance to find conclusions in order for families to know when to seek health care. The results using the explanatory model proved that Kleinman's method was used successfully to fully understand the social and economic factors of youth violence. This model answered questions as to causes and how violent behavior began in order to prevent it from occurring again as a complete cycle. Family dysfunction, painful life experiences, and trauma can lead to feeling less self-worth, and that leads to possibly intoxication, and then the cycle of violence begins. In an article published by Beering with the University of Iceland, he said, as mentioned earlier, the explanatory models are constructed for the purpose of answering five major questions concerning the illness experience, etiology, time, and mode of onset symptoms, pathophysiology, course of sickness, and treatment. The explanatory models found in the study answered questions about the etiology or the causes of youth violence and questions about the course or the development of the adolescent's violent behavior. And to piece this all together, I'm going to hand it over to Julie to talk to us about caregiving. Thank you, Megan. I'll be expanding on his philosophy on the importance of caregiving and what it means to be human. As a physician himself, he wants to bring attention to clinicians and their aftercare towards the families who are caregivers as well. He believes that it is important for clinicians to have compassion and understanding of what the family is doing for the sufferer. Kleinman calls the patients sufferers and the families or caregivers healers. In Arthur Kleinman's article, Interpreting Illness Experience and Clinical Meanings, he explains to future clinician students the teaching formats must always be patient or family-centered. Arthur Kleinman has had the experience of being a caregiver to his wife, 
Joan, who suffered from Alzheimer's disease. Joan's disease started in her occipital lobes, which means she became blind first and then moved on to dementia. Kleinman was her full-time caregiver until he found out about having a home health aide. You can never be prepared to be a caregiver to your family member, whether that's emotionally, financially, or socially. This next quote by Arthur Kleinman in The Bioculture of Caregiving was interesting to me. It reads, The process of devastation is so great that the survival of what is human for the caregivers and the afflicted is at stake. During the time of caregiving for his wife, he experienced neurologists who are insensitive and it's what opened up his perspective on why healthcare doctors should be aware of their patients. There are many aspects to being empathetic with others' emotions, whether it's depression from the sufferer or the caregiver, financial or legal issues, health insurance, or the struggle of daily living activities and what it means to continue a treatment knowing there isn't a solution. Kleinman focuses on other medical humanities to understand those aspects and their patients' pain, frustration, to be more attentive to illness experience. Thanks, Julie, for adding your perspective, and also you too, Joanna, for your comments earlier. I definitely learned something new today and connected the dots with how Arthur Kleiman is going to be leaving a lasting impression in the field. I hope you found today's episode interesting, and I can't wait for next week's Another Day, Another Anthropologist.